1: Hey, welcome everyone. It is Monday, July 25th, and uh, we are here live, corporate talk with Charlie and Eva. How are you?
2: I am well, thanks. It's another extremely hot. It's hot, yeah. It's hot.
1: Um,
2: And I know that we don't like talking about the weather, but sometimes you got to talk about the weather because it's
1: crazy. Today you can talk about (laughs) the weather. It's hot. (laughs) Um, So this is a really important show today, and I'm really glad you guys are with us the mission of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva is to make a difference in our careers, in our lives, and in the world, right? Even as just one person. Even as one person, exactly. I mean, God, do we not have enough rhetoric out there? What can we as individuals do to make a difference? Speak up. Speak up, but also without impacting others. Right. right. Goes without saying. Goes without saying. Um, I want to say that we've had some really fantastic guests and shows up until today. And today, of course, is no exception. Um, so please, guys, check us out, talkzone.com or on the business channel. Uh, we are here around the clock. The link is available from all of the shows.
2: Right, and so what I wanted to say was you can go to TalkZone.com under the business channel. You'll find us featured there. You will also see us on our website. You can find us there as well, CharlieAndEva.com, and we are on iTunes, and you can also download the free TalkZone app, so you can listen to us all day if you want to.
1: Right, and the thing Which is, right, um, we are really, really proud mm-hmm. of the content we bring and we are really, really proud of the guests we bring, of which 99% of them we've met personally. So, um, you know, selfishly, we become we become smarter. We have we right? become really smart. Yes, <laughs> and um, you know, it's funny, right? And I always say this: it's almost like every single show is perfect timing, you know, and you know. Today's show, I mean, uh, it's perfect timing for <coughs> reasons other than one might think, and we're going to bring out our guests in one second. Um, you know, my model is shared leadership, and the foundation of a shared leadership model is that you have to care, right? In fact, we even coined that acronym, care is the courage to take action relevant to everyone. Nice. Right? Um, so when I met our guest today, um, and we met a few months back, <laughs> the thing that jumped off the page, I mean, very aggressively was how much this guy cares. He cares a lot. I mean, you know, if, so whenever I find someone that really cares about what they're doing, mm-hmm. I make it a point to learn from that person. Yes. Right? Because yes. the person becomes a true expert. So, um, you know, all that said, and we're going to learn a lot about certain things today. Um, our very special guest today, uh, I don't know how else to describe him other than the, and I'm going to say this in quotes, LED lighting expert. He is. But there's more way more to that than you can possibly imagine. Trust me, this is going to be a special show. We would love to introduce our very special guest, Thomas Herstad. Tom, are you with us? Yes, I am. It's hey, to be on your how show. are you? Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva.
3: Hmm. Well, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me on, Charlie and Eva. I've been uh, anticipating this greatly. Uh, it was wonderful meeting you a couple of months back in New York, and uh I'm glad you remembered me, and uh, I really thank you for that introduction.
1: Yeah, um, uh, it, you're very unique, um, Tom, uh, and your passion came through, and it was something that, you know, what if if like I said, if someone is as passionate about something, you really need to listen. But um, in your case, you back up that passion with expertise that goes back years and years and years so why don't you uh, maybe first share maybe your website and your contact so people can follow along and then we'll talk some more
3: okay great Thank you Charlie uh, <clears throat> my name is Tom Hurstad. I've been an entrepreneur since 1992 well, um, my websites are uh, regal lighting designs with an scom I've been involved in LED lighting specifically for the last uh, 15 years. So I'm a real pioneer in that industry, uh, given the fact that it's only been in retail shelves for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, uh, I uh, completed a book about my mother called Love, Care, and Share. And it's at uh, tomhurstadbook.com. The book is Love, Care, and Share. And what's interesting about this is... Uh, you know, I, I redid all of my marketing, uh, two years ago with my LED lighting company and, uh, the, um, publicist that worked with me, uh, came up with a handle or a tagline saying where light meets life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I loved it when she said that and, uh, we utilize it for my lighting business. Uh, which we've had some great success as well. Um, We've done the HGTV show Decked Out with Paul LaFrance, and we've had the pleasure of working with Mike Holmes on his show as well. But um, what I realized uh, back in January of this year is I looked at my tagline, Where Light Meets Life, and uh, I realized that I've been working on a project about my mother for four and a half years at that time uh, with my youngest sister. We were originally have, had the idea that mom's message needed to be shared, especially uh, in today uh, with the darkness that's happening in, in the world, the tragedies and the violence and the separation and the division. Uh, I want yep. to shed some light on
1: that. Yep. And uh, when, I, when I learned about the book, the, you know, the light went on for me as well. About you. Now I know where it comes from, right? Where does that passion and that concern come from? And I get it now. And it was probably so overloaded inside your DNA that you had to put it out in a book.
0: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> right. Well, that's right. And there's so much overlap with regards to my lighting business in this book about my mother. You know, being in, I'm going to back up a little bit, being in the LED lighting business, I've always been selling against compact fluorescence. And I know your show is a lot about helping people understand how they, how they can make a difference in the corporate environment. And I'd like to share something with you with you and your, your uh, listeners that everybody needs to be aware of, and that is uh, LED uh, is the future of lighting, uh, as long as they're made properly. And um, there's a challenge now with the lighting industry to make high-quality LEDs to a consumer market, because let's keep in mind the consumer market. It's not a sexy word for shopper by no means. We're Mm -hmm. taught to consume and consume. But first is the compact fluorescent or the fluorescent tubes. There is an issue uh, that I want to to express. And this really hit me when I went to see my mother years ago. She was in a nursing home, and I went into her bathroom to use her washroom, and I realized there was four compact fluorescents above her sink. And uh, I wondered why they would put this product in anywhere, for that matter, uh, let alone my mother's room. She had Parkinson's, and uh, you know that, that's uh, the result of many things, but including uh, possibly heavy metal in the blood. Mm-hmm. And the compact fluorescent uh, has 4 milligrams of mercury in it, as well as the, the fluorescent tubes in all these offices. There's, there's mercury vapor in those as well, up to 8 milligrams. Now, just to put that into perspective, if one of those tubes or those lights break, you're supposed to get out of that room for two hours and turn off your central air. Wow. You're not supposed to vacuum unless you're vacuuming to a truck. Then you're supposed to sweep, double-bag the contents, and take to the local landfill site like battery acid. If it breaks in a rug, you're supposed to replace the rug. That's on all of the big lighting companies' websites. just very hard to find. Uh, that's wow. a safety hazard in the workplace. In the home, it's a safety cool. hazard to, you, to your family.
1: And these
3: are those you're talking about those fluorescent tubes. Yes, the, the so tube fluorescent lighter. tubes in the ceiling. Um, you know, they're they're broken all the time by maintenance people. And how, how is how is that affecting uh, people in those environments in those areas? Uh, you can make a actually change over to LED now. Um, this is something that I'm working on. We we source products direct from manufacturers that can't get access to this North American market because they realize that they can't get. we're looking for unless we go direct because North America is dominated by the big players like the consumable products and older technology that doesn't lend to retooling and resourcing, you know, a different manufacturing process to bring out, you know. Right. It's amazing. You know, you,
1: you have the answer, you've stated the need, right? You're showing the issues and you, it's still impossible because you know, the powers that be have it under their control, right, you know.
3: That's right, and and, and, and I don't like that. I, I like people to be informed. I, I like the consumer to realize that they should be an educated buyer. They should be asking questions. Who's manufacturing this? Where do they manufacture? Do they Are they ethical manufacturers? Do they utilize child labor? These are all the questions I ask. I think it's important questions to ask, but I think it's, people should start thinking about that. You know, we have to maintain some some consistency in our integrity in our lives. And how do we have a meal with our family on a Sunday, looking at all these kids and grandkids buying from products that are manufactured by child labor, that's uh, not ethical manufacturing processes? And I, yeah, it, I I go over and I visit these plants and I see and I and I witness what's going on there. I could just imagine what. What that is like. I wish
1: I, I would, I would love to be there and watch you in action. (laughs) Um,
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a a wonderful opportunity to to meet new people and to to witness really what's happening versus a sales pitch.
1: Well, we never really look at this, right? We never, and I remember you explaining this to me and now you're explaining it again about the fluorescence. And right off the bat, I mean, you know, everybody should just take that Now, back to work or wherever they go, and when they see that, if it's in a risk area or a risk location, mention it.
2: Well, I I would think that anywhere, and and just correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, I would think that anywhere you work, you're exposed to that lighting.
3: Well, not only are you exposed to the, um, the, the, the mercury vapor inside the tube if the product breaks, but there's a lot of ultraviolet coming off of fluorescent lighting, and this is something important for everybody to know as well. I convert buildings. I've converted buildings and retail stores from fluorescent to LED, and the staff don't take headache medication anymore, and they feel energized and, and, and stronger and more. You know. Wow. I mean, this this
1: is almost like a 60 minutes like this mm-hmm. information. Right for that exact point.
3: I, I agree. I agree totally, and I and I, I just hope somebody uh, realizes that, that this is this is a big big conversation because let let's put this in perspective as well. Let's say you take that little fluorescent curly light that looks like a, a pigtail, mm-hmm. and you take that and you throw it in Central Park. It takes sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty seven cubic meters of earth to neutralize four milligrams of mercury. Ooh. I,
1: I don't laugh at the, what you're saying. I marvel at the level of detail knowledge that you have on the right. subject. It's really something.
2: Well, and it's really scary though to know that, right? I mean, you know, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot. We're going to take our first break, but there's a lot here that we can talk about. Right?
1: Yeah. So Thomas, please stay with us and uh, everyone, we're just scratching the surface. We're learning about. Not only LED, the future, hopefully, of lighting, but the dangers of the fluorescence. Mm -hmm. And also a little bit more about our very special guest, Thomas Hurstad, and his wonderful book. And we'll learn more about that when we come back. Stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva. We'll be right back.
0: And now let's return to corporate talk with Charlie and Eva on talkzone.com.
2: Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Our guest today is Tom Herstadt. Tom is the CEO of Regal Lighting Designs. You can learn more about Regal Lighting Designs at the website of the same name, and it's Lighting in Designs with an S. Um, And he is also the author of Love, Care, Share, which is a book about his mom and the message that she provided and the legacy that she left. So we have a lot to talk about today. So, Tom, you know, when you were talking about fluorescent lighting and the dangers of it, you know, I would say most of us just have no clue. But I wanted to take a step back and talk a little bit about the symptoms, because I think a lot of times, like you said, you know, people are tired or they're not feeling right or they're getting headaches and they're not really understanding why. And they're popping medication like crazy, especially, you know, a lot of people that get really bad migraines. And I know myself used to get really bad migraines at work at times, Um and we've, I've never ever heard one person say it was because of the lighting. But I know myself that I would a lot of times when I finally had an office would turn the light off in the office or I would never turn the overhead light on in my cube because it would bother me. And why don't you kind of go over a little bit more like what are some of the symptoms that you can get from the ultraviolet and then the, um, also from the mercury vapors?
3: Yes, yeah, either the, um, the reason you kept that light off was certainly you were picking up something from that light that you weren't comfortable with. Right. I went into my bank two weeks ago, and there's a new lighting design. Everything is LED except for fluorescent tubes that are directly above the tellers, and they have them off. And I said, "Why did you turn those off?" And she said, "I don't know. I just don't like that light." Right. And um, it, it affects us. You know, when we go to when we go to the, the beach, we put ultra. You know, we put um, sunblock on. Well, ultraviolet is coming off of fluorescent lighting. Depending on how close it is to you, it can be as severe as causing skin cancer. Wow, uh, that's that's a matter of fact. If you Google it, uh, fluorescent lighting too close to your to your skin can can, can do that. Um, if uh, but but also the, the the fluorescent lighting giving off this ultraviolet and infrared, more ultraviolet, uh, our body doesn't like it. And uh, it kind of zaps our energy, and that's why, uh, you know, when, when I first got into LED lighting and we started replacing fluorescent tubes, it kind of came on to me. I, I walked into one of these sandwich stores, and I was ordering a sandwich as I was on my way through this town, and they were draving about the lighting, that they enjoyed it much more. And the one lady said, yeah, I haven't taken any headache medication since uh, we put these lights in. And the other lady said, I haven't either. And then the, the, the guy that was stocking the shelf said, yeah, I feel better under this light. Hmm. Well, I came wow. home that night, and I got on the Internet, and I started looking and found out through Europe that there's actually spas with LED lighting. Not only for the fact that there's no ultraviolet or infrared emitted from the light source, but also can create a mood with a different yeah. color temperature of lighting. What I also found out was, what I put into that retail store was a 5,000 Kelvin color temperature, which is the same color as sunlight. So, we're getting the benefits of sunlight and that energizing part without the ultraviolet or infrared. So it's like being able to go to the beach and run around without sunblock on and feel great all day because that sun, when it hits you, you know, there's there's properties from sunlight that they're fantastic for us, and you get that from from LED. Uh, two three weeks ago, I went into my my printers and I changed out some lights immediately because they were all sitting there kind of frowning and in a bad mood. And I said, you know, rather than me pay for $30 here, I'm going to give you a couple of lights and see what happens. And we, we changed them to a 5,000 Kelvin color temperature LED which is daylight. And the, I put, I've got a testimonial of this now. <laughs> the one gentleman stood up and said, I feel better immediately as soon as we turn the lights back on. Wow. Uh, so there's, there's, there's things about lighting that we need to know and be aware of. Um, you know, we, I've even said that the, the conversion to LED lighting can help your relationship with your spouse and your children because you're in a better mood when you come home.
2: You know, that's amazing. And, and so are you saying that that can actually help with, it sounds like to me, seasonal, uh, How I know it's sad, but I don't know what it stands for, something seasonal affective disorder. You know, when you, in the in the winter when you don't get enough sunlight, you know, some of us can yeah. get kind of depressed yeah, from it. I'm and you're exactly. saying that these lights can even help with that as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely, I oh, believe wow. that's true. Also, you know, Charlie, you're, you're a technology executive and, and change agent. Listen, listen to this business model for a second here. Fluorescent tubes. There's 40 watts in each of them. If you look up in any build, in any of these office buildings, each floor you've got. Usually four tubes per, per uh, fluorescent trough. It's mm-hmm. four times forty. It's 160. The ballast, which reduces it to low voltage, is just another 40 watts. So that's 200 watts. You can take that 200 watts out, replace it with 64 watts. It's a direct wire with LED. There's no there's a rectifier in the base. There's no ballast. But what what the bottom line is is you just take 134 dollars off of your hydro bill. So move that from the expense. Side of your balance sheet. Over to the other side, an investment in better quality lighting is going to energize your staff, make you feel better, reduce headache medication, more productive, better relationships, better lighting. We just referred to Eva with uh, the, the change in, in weather patterns and less sunlight, all that, you know, it's going to help that situation. But now you've invested in better quality product, it's going to pay for itself and reduce hydro consumption and then continue to save your corporation money. Yeah, that's
1: um, that's that's. I mean, it's just a win-win-win, right? I mean, it doesn't even make shocking. sense it's to it's not have You know, I want to walk right. into now every environment and just ask to speak to the maintenance director on the floor or whatever, right? Because a lot of a lot of us are leasing or renting space in buildings, um, right. and we need to have that conversation with the building managers of these buildings.
2: Well, and I was wondering too. So, and I don't mean to be, you know, clueless, but when it comes to our homes, um, what type of light do we have in our homes? I mean, is your basic light bulb an issue too?
3: No, the standard incandescent bulb doesn't have uh, uh, chemicals in it. It's only the fluorescent light, really, that has that that I uh, that I pay attention to. The other forms of lighting, incandescent, halogen, you know, there's a lot of ultraviolet and infrared coming off of those, but the halogen lights have screens, those little glass inserts, screens built right into them. However, if you do consider reducing your hydro consumption for your home and getting products that are not a heat-based light, because let's keep in mind, LED is not a heat-based light. Every other type of lighting, you know, incandescent and halogen specifically for homes is heat-based lighting something that's so hot it emits light. Or mm-hmm. there's a chemical reaction that emits light or a gas reaction that emits, emits light with halogen. With LED, it's all low voltage. And, it, you know, if they're made properly, you can hold them in your hand And if they've been on all day. You know, when we go to trade shows, I take our lights out and put them in people's hands, and they've been on all day, and you can hold them in your hand. Because mm-hmm. they get warm, they don't get hot. And uh, But if you do convert your home to LED, you're reducing your hydro consumption on average by up to 86% specific to lighting. Your lighting portion of your hydro or electric bill is probably between 20 and 24% of that bill. Wow. Wow,
2: so, well, so that that's all... a lot. And you know what? I did notice that. I didn't know what you called it, but I did notice when we got the LED bulbs because we were doing some video in our office. And I got the LED bulbs because the other bulbs got so hot, you couldn't move the can lighting around. And right. so we got the LEDs, and you're right. I mean, the LEDs are just a lot cooler, but I just didn't realize the difference in between, you know, I just thought I didn't know why it was cooler. I just knew it was cooler, and I didn't realize that there was a difference in the amount of electricity that that consumes, which is That's really right. interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's, it's like the original light bulb. Uh, here's a little history in lighting for you. Okay. Um, Thomas Edison didn't actually invent the light bulb. Two Canadians... Henry Woodward was a bar owner. Matthew Evans was a medical student. And they
2: were hobbyists. And do so you think that's really true because Tom's Yeah, idea. I said figures, figures, yeah. <laughs>
3: in a- 1876, <laughs> I have a copy of the patent in the drawing. They, they sure. filed in Toronto. And then Edison came up here uh, with J.P. Morgan bootlegger money. Wow. And he, he bought the rights to the patent. And he changed the fifth paragraph. The fifth paragraph in the original patent called for a carbon filament. The carbon filament. You know that. You know when a light bulb breaks and you and you shake and you hear that tingling. Yeah. That's a little thin tungsten. It's little little thin piece of wire. Well, the original patent called for a thick carbon filament. It would it would go through heat and cool cycles a lot longer. Actually, there's a couple people that copied Henry Woodward Matthew Evans' design and they put the, a light bulb in San Diego Fire Hall in 1891, and it's still being used today, and it's on 24-7. They actually have birthday parties for this light bulb. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called the Millennium Light bulb on, on the Internet. But uh, So the, the, the lighting industry was created by Thomas Edison based on a consumable business model, and it's the first consumable business model on the planet, I believe. Obsolescence wow. built into product. Further to that, when his patent ran out, uh, in the early 1920s, Thomas Edison found out there was five other companies eyeing him up to, to copy his patent. So he uh, got together with all of them in a closed door meeting. It's called the light bulb conspiracy. on YouTube, and um, he got them all to agree to 1,000 hour ratings so it would maintain a light, the light bulbs being sold to the same customers over and over again. And, uh, Interesting. So
1: he was uh, a pioneer in that reusable product. Yeah. exactly right?
3: Man.
1: Yep. Uh, and I was paying close attention to that because I rem- uh, this may a little will go off track for one second here, but watching the movie with Spencer Tracy and uh which movie was uh, Thomas Edison oh, okay. and when he first got the light bulb to flicker, it went out right away. Mm. And he said he needed a, a stronger filament or something. And I, you know, and kind of knew right. what he was talking about. Right. You're kind of explaining it. And then what they ended up doing was maybe downgrading it so that they can keep replacing the light bulbs after a, a longer period of time, which is really interesting,
3: right? Exactly. He, he got that consortium of, of companies to agree to every six months sending products directly from their production line to an independent lab. They were tested. And if they lasted over 1,000 hours, they had to pay a financial penalty for the rest of the group.
2: Wow. This is really interesting, right? I mean, there's so much that we just, you know, we use light bulbs every day and we use lighting every day. But there is so much that we did not know. Yeah. Right. So we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Tom Herstad. We'll be right back. Yeah, this is unbelievable. (laughs)
0: Charlie Labasco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to com. That's com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone.
1: Okay, guys, we are back and we're getting enlightened. Um big I don't time <laughs> by our um subject matter expert on lighting, our uh, special guest, Thomas Herstad. And I'm telling everyone, especially if you're just joining, um, regallightingdesigns.com, R-E-G-A-L-L-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com. You know what? If nothing else, you need to just listen to whatever – Tom says, if you have a question, I mean, I've never met a more, um, intelligent person when it comes to lighting.
2: Well, you know, I, <laughs> I know I'm repeating myself, but, you know, who knew, right, that lighting could affect you so, you know, so dramatically and, You know, like I was saying, you kind of, you know, I would turn off the light at my cube or I wouldn't turn the light on in my office because you knew there was something going on, but you just didn't know why. Yeah. Right. You just didn't know why. Or sometimes you walk into, you know, like a big store or whatever, and you almost can't take it. And you can't really quite figure out why. You just feel so tired. Well, now we know why.
1: Oh, it's you could spin it. I thought it was the annoying person. That was next to me. That was my <laughs> Sprite. And it's so. It's <laughs>
2: just the lighting.
1: You know, w- one thing I want to say, Tom, is, you know, you're so smart on this topic that you almost make it sound nonchalant, you know, when a big deal. it's a really, really <laughs> big deal now. And, yeah. I, you know, uh, while it's fresh for us, we're going to be sharing this with as many people as we can. Um, well, I have a quick question, and that is um, LED. Do we know what that stands for?
3: Light emitting diode. It's where computers touch an industry. That's why there's so much rapid development now and, and change. And what also is happening when, when um, because it's a diode and it's computer circuitry uh, versus the old traditional lighting, um, you know, halogen incandescent fluorescent when computers touch an industry the incumbent manufacturers have to retool and, and rethink and this is what's happening right now in North America the lighting industry the big players have been selling consumables for a long time and now that people have embraced and realized that LED is is coming to the market and it's been delayed here for quite some time by the way you know at least 12 years you go to Europe and everything is LED because they are decision makers over there. They ask the hard questions and they demand change and they get it. Over here, we tend to just follow along with what everybody's doing and we listen to advertising and we respond to price. Mm-hmm. we got to start asking questions. Where's this product manufactured? Who makes it? What's the warranty process? Um, and uh, what, what kind of results have you had with this product? How many returns? Because this is only going to get bigger and bigger as retail tries to force whoever's supplying LEDs into a retail environment. They're going to force quality down on those products because they want the consumer back in two to four years. So people are going to have to be continuing to ask these questions even more and make sure they're getting a quality product. But also, if you're looking for an LED and you get on the Internet, be very careful of what you buy. Sometimes it's not North American approved. And that's very important to know because there's, there's – as industry changes in, in computer technology touches an in industry – there can be a lot of people jumping into it saying, me too. you got to be careful what you buy. So is there a rating
1: specific for LED that you look for?
3: Well, it's got to be North American approved. So you ask that question. Is it ETL approved? Is it UL approved? Uh, there's a variety of electrical approvals for North America, but it, it has to have that listing. If you do put a, a product in your home and it's not listed for North American use, if you have a fire or a problem, your insurance is going to be covered. That's very important for your listeners to know. So uh, yeah. just ask the hard questions when you're buying LEDs or visit my website and ask me about uh, about the products that you're looking for. I've done my homework. i bought all the junk. My garage yeah. was full of junk, buying it, trying to find the right manufacturers to be able to sell a product that was better than uh, incandescent halogen and fluorescent technology. And, and I found those suppliers, but I found them through through European uh, markets and then trail trace them back to the manufacturing source.
2: You know, that's really interesting because now, as we always say, we're being selfish. I have to go look to see what right. the LED lights are that we have because I don't even know. If they're and, approved. Right. And then the other thing I wanted to know is, like, what's the optimal – I don't know what you call it. I would guess it would be like wattage. Like what's the optimal wattage when you're buying an LED light for like the best light? Or is there different light for reading and different light for just lighting your room? How does that work?
3: Yes, Eva, that's a good question. And it's uh, it's application-based, the answer the question. You have to talk about application first.
0: Okay.
3: It's what, is, what are you doing with the light? Uh is it is it task lighting? Is it directly above your uh, kitchen countertop? That would be a task light. Is it accent lighting in the corner of a room or accenting a painting or a sculpture? Or is it functional lighting, which is all the lighting that fills in between accent lighting and task lighting for the rest of the room? Now, also, I want to suggest to you that uh, from a design perspective, uh, as, as people consider LED, you realize you have a choice of the color shade of white. Now, we we are predisposed to think that white is orangey-yellow because of Mm -hmm. the incandescent bulb initially. However, LEDs, you can get in other uh, color shades of white. I concentrate on three shades, warm white, which is the same as the incandescent bulb, and then a natural white and a true white, which is daylight. And if you put daylight into kitchens and bathrooms, those are task areas. You actually feel better under the light. Living room, dining room, hallways, uh, bedrooms, warm white, that's a mood area. If you have white light in your kitchen and you transition into a warm light area like a bedroom or, or a dining room, as you make the transition from white light into warm light, biorhythms in your body change and you actually relax more as you make that transition into the next room under warmer white.
1: It's really wow, interesting we're you can do. We're <laughs> we, we say that every time we, we run across uh, a genius that's going to change our life. Right, right. So is there any application where you would not recommend LED in the home?
3: Uh, in your oven. Uh, hmm. Too much heat in there, it'll just kill it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, so not only can
1: you create the right type of LED, I mean, you're also creating the right mood. It's almost like you're investing in your own environment here. Well wow, we might not ever light. be cranky again if we um, get this right light. And well and so Tom, right. uh, yeah. Is uh, those lights readily available, like, you know, we go to Home Depot locally or whatever, can we get all the different types of uh
3: yes, you, shades yes, of can. white that you really? Yes you can. Uh Home Depot is carrying them now, you just take the light in and and ask them, you know, take take the light in to make sure you're getting the right one. So take it out and take it with you. Um, but keep in, keep in mind, uh, you know, time tells everything. Um, if you buy on price and there's different price points at Home Depot and every retailer, you're, you're spending more for a particular reason because there's more quality involved. Mm-hmm. And, you, and when you're buying something as an investment, when you buy based on a higher price, it's more security in that investment. So if you're going to go in and buy a $4 LED, you might get a month or two out of it, and don't be surprised. I've seen it, and uh, but if you go and buy a $14 LED, uh, there's a better chance it's going to last. And again, ask for the warranty. What's the warranty process? If it says, this is another thing that everybody needs to know about LEDs in the consumer market. Uh, it says 25,000 hour rating on the on the box. If you turn it over, it says it's based on three hours a day. Mm-hmm. This is something that's going to fall out at some point with uh, yeah. people that are providing lighting into the retail market, saying, "Well, what do you use it for?" Well, my lights are on outside and they're on uh, dusk till dawn. Well, that's not three hours a day, so your these null and void. Yeah, okay. that kind of thing. So,
1: and, and all of this expertise comes out through um, in Regal Lighting designs. I guess I could just imagine somebody reaching out to you guys for some lighting expertise, they're not going to know what hit them. They're <laughs> never going to feel so. They're, they're going <laughs> to say, uh, we hit Lotto. Yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. It, it's an educational process, and it's uh, it's actually a lifestyle change, and it's a paradigm shift in thinking when you realize that uh, light does affect us. And, like, say say you're building a new home, you know, uh, you want to make sure that you do something different, maybe cutting edge and uh, bring, bring a lifestyle in a way with lighting that you never were aware of before and uh, that's what we do and um, I was hoping to have a chance to speak about my mother's book as well, is that, is that possible?
1: Uh, oh no, it is possible we are and, going to, yes. and hold on, let me just say um, a couple of things about that you know, like I said, when I when I learned about the book, I said, oh man, that's where it comes from Right. Um, but, you know Tom, forgive us. We got so amazed by this lighting that uh, we need more time, and so you're going to have to come back, okay? Okay. And okay. you know, when and we want to drill down on the lighting some more, I um, for sure, because this is really, uh, like you said, a paradigm shift. Um, okay. And you know, I absolutely want to go into the book now. When we first started the show you gave a different website for where you can get the book. Can you share that with us?
3: Yeah, it's Uh
1: And so, and that you can purchase the book right from there?
3: Yes, you can. And it's <laughs> called Love, Care, and Share. Love,
1: Care, and Share. And I, um, so, and this you have created with, help from your sister?
3: Yes. we Two weeks after uh, our mother passed away, we were having a conversation about her influence on other people in our family. And uh, we made a decision to, uh, to interview people that my mother had helped. Now, my mother was a widow at 38. Um, our, our father passed away of a heart attack after two heart operations in the early 70s. But, uh, our spare, spare bedroom was never empty. Uh, we, we were asked to share our rooms. Um, our living room was turned into a bedroom twice. Our garage was converted into an apartment. Our pool bunkhouse was turned into a apartment. And, uh, it was just people that came across her path, either through our family or independently. She would just bring them home. You know, a couple stories that'll give you a sense of this is I went to school in Rochester, New York. And I came home my first year, and other than being away for that nine months, I was home for two days during Christmas. But uh, I come into the house, and I walk through, through our home, and uh, there was nobody around, and I get to my room, and there's ladies' clothing all over my room. <laughs> and I turned around, and I'm walking back out, out of my room, and my mother comes out of the, washway, uh, the washroom, and she says, uh, come here, I need to talk to you. And she's mm-hmm. whispering. And I pointed at my room, and I said, what's going on? And she said, uh, her name is Barbie. And she needs that room more than you do right now, and I'm not moving her around. Now, you got your hockey scholarship. you got your first year under your belt. You're doing well. Know that I love you. You're my guy. But it's your and my opportunity to help somebody else. Now, you have to make a decision. It's going to be the spare bedroom or the couch. I took the spare bedroom. Another story that will give you a sense of this is, My mother was down in Toronto, and she locked eyes with this homeless lady, and she walked over her, and she said, Excuse me, dear, what is your name? And she said, Rosie. And she said, Rosie, you're coming home with me. And she brought her home, and she put her in the the spare bedroom. Rosie had no teeth. She had lost her teeth to poverty. She was on the street for over 30 years. She talked Whenever she talked to any of us or people that dropped by our home, she'd hold both hands in front of her mouth because she was terribly self-conscious of her teeth missing. We realized that when she talked to our mother, she didn't hold her hands in front of her mouth. Mm -hmm. Our mother ended up buying her a full set of teeth, and she smiled for the first time in 15 years. She stayed with us for three and a half months, and when she left, she sat us all down at the kitchen table, and she said, you've all allowed me to see what it means to be a family. I've never knew that. But more importantly, your mother has taught me how to love myself.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's unbelievably inspiring. Where did this family come from? Well, I'm just, I'm getting um,
2: misty eyed now.
1: And yeah, uh, it's, it's just fantastic. And, uh, we have to take another break, but we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about the book, right. the inspiration from the book and more with our very special guest, Tom Hursted. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: Well, we're already into our final segment, and we're just having an amazing conversation today. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It is amazing. Tom is very very deep. Very deep. Very deep. And we're talking with Tom Herstad today. He is the CEO of Regal Lighting Designs. He is also the author of Love, Care, Share, which is a book that he wrote about his mom. And we were just talking about the book. But I also wanted to let you know that you can go to Tom Herstad, dot book.com, and you can purchase the book there. Um, and I missed it. Is it also on Amazon?
3: Yes, it is. It's on every minor and major book buying site in North America.
2: Okay, that's perfect. um, You know, um, I was just thinking about what you were saying about your mom, that she would just take, you know, she found that woman on the street and brought her home and and made her feel so comfortable. She wasn't self-conscious. Then your mom got her teeth. I mean, your mom is really... Yeah, you know your mom was really a saint. The make a difference really bar a is really high yeah. in that family. <laughs> make a difference bar is very, very high. And um, and what an amazing experience for you because so many times, I mean, you know, especially Charlie and I being from big cities, I mean, you would see people on the street and you just didn't know what to do. And here, your mom was not only did she not walk by, but she took this person into her home, not knowing her at all, which is just It's amazing, Tom. I mean, that really is. I can see why you wanted to write the book.
3: Yeah, I know it is. And and I I was inspired by Jim Carrey to finish Mm -hmm. this book. You know, I I think I I never have written a book before. Um, I've written some poetry, but a book is a whole different thing. And actually, my sister was going to write the book and I was going to sell it, uh, you know, work together. But for some reason, she just got a block on this and she couldn't do it. And, I came home and opened the computer one night and just said, how do you write a book? And, uh, James Patterson said, tell the story and don't think about the words or the sentences or the paragraph. Mm -hmm. So I, and that's what we did. Uh, That's what I did. And, and, but what I realized was I had 68 pages finished and, and it was sitting on the shelf and we had, we interviewed all these people that she had helped as well. Wow. And that was transcribed and it's in the book. But when I heard Jim Carrey's speech at Maharashtra University, the medicine speech, it's uh, dated back to 2014. He said, our, our positive influence on other people is our only, our only currency. Our positive mm-hmm. influence and positive effect on other people is our only currency. Everything else is smoke and mirrors. When I heard him say that, I made a commitment to finish this book. And I think you have to make two separate commitments when you, when you write a book. First one is to start, and second one is to finish. And when I heard him say that, I realized this is a story that needs to be told because you know, I've got a 21-year-old son, and uh, when, I, when he was young and I took him down the street to this lady daycare center, I they used to all the kids would run into the middle of the room and greet each other, and then they'd go over in the corner and they'd grab this play table and they'd pull it to the middle of the room. And if one of them fell down, one or two kids would help them up,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and they would work together. And then I realized, you know, it's through our ego kicks in at some mm-hmm. point, and, and okay. it's our goals, and it's our wants, and it's our things that we, we think we have to, to define ourselves, our car, our purse, our vacation property, our investments. That doesn't define us. What defines us is our positive influence and effect on other people, however that occurs. We all feel that. You mentioned before walking past a homeless person. To some yeah. degree, we all feel something inside. My mother obviously felt something totally different, and she did something about it. And I think that is lacking in the world. I think there's a ton of darkness, especially now. For some reason, it's really hitting now. There's violence. There's shootings. There's tragedy. What kind of light? What kind of light are you bringing to to this party? What are you going to leave behind? You know, when we were kids, we used to go camping, and I still take my son camping and all my buddies and their kids. When we go to an island in the middle of nowhere, when we leave that island, it, it, it's nicer than when we got there. I bet. We make a little <laughs> fire pit. We leave some wood for the next camper. And I think that's missing in the world. People got to think, well, what are we leaving behind? What products are we, are we buying that are going to affect our children or affect somebody else's children? And well, we need to be consciously aware of these things. I, I believe it's important. We have to shed light in this darkness because... Um, there's a better way. Uh,
2: I agree also. with you. I agree with you 100%. And I think so much of the time, I mean, there is a lot going on, but I think a lot of things are shifting. And what you're hearing, you know, because of the 24-hour news cycle now, I mean, you just hear tragedy. If there's a tragedy, you just hear it for 24 hours straight, just nonstop. And you never hear the stories like you're telling. And I do believe, because when we do talk to people one-on-one, we do hear a lot of stories like this. And now, I mean, your mom is amazing. I mean, I have not heard a story like this, you know, outside of Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. But, um, and and I truly mean that. But you're, you know, when we, when we, sh- You know, and I hate to say it because we're talking LED lighting, but when we shed light on this, Mm -hmm. I mean, it shows people that there's another way to be, that there is goodness out there, that there are people and have been people that are willing to help others. And if each one of us does that just within our own circle, it can really make an impact.
1: Well, you know what? The name of the book, and it's it says it all, and it's Mm -hmm. so simple yet so perfect, right? Love Care and share.
2: Well, and I don't think that, you know, you working with lighting was an accident, right? I mean, it it just, it's like you're just shedding light on stuff, right? It's Mm -hmm. amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think whatever Tom would have done in his life would have been done with love, care, and share.
2: Absolutely. Um, Right. The fact that
1: it, it went into this business is really making a difference.
2: Well, it makes a difference in people's lives. And then by you writing this book, you're continuing that legacy. I mean, you took a complete shift from what you were doing, sat down (laughs) uncertain about, you know, how you should even write this. But the cool thing is, is that you did sit down and you did write it and you are making a difference. And now you're sharing that book and you're sharing your knowledge of lighting and in all these different ways, you are carrying on your mom's legacy and, Helping people in the world, and that's amazing, yeah. and that's great.
3: And, and, and I and I'm honoring who she was. Right. And uh, that's that was a very important part for me. You know, I uh, I owe for me, I owe my mother and father everything, and I wouldn't be here without them. And I I just want to share her way. My father's way was very similar. If anybody. That's an opportunity to take a look at this book. There's stories in there about how my father was out one night and he bumped into a guy that had lost his house. He, uh, he put out his, his, uh, business in his, in his wife's name and it didn't do well. And he ended up going to work for, uh, another hotel. He was a head chef, at actually one of the big hotels in Toronto. But when he came home one night, his, uh, Wife had sold the house and all of its contents to somebody else, and all she left him behind was a big dog. Oh. And, uh, this this big. Is um, what was it? It was uh, like a marmaduke dog. <laughs> oh wow! Like a great dane. <laughs> a great dane, yes. And and my father said to him, "So what are you going to do?" He says, "I don't know. I guess I'm going to go to a hotel." And my father said, "No, you're coming home with us." Wow. And He brought him <laughs> home, and he, his name was Jerry Sheridan, and he was. He, was, he cooked for us for about two or three weeks before he was able to find a spot, but uh, my father didn't want him to be alone, and uh, this big Great Dane just followed our mother around night and day and uh, whimpered, and uh, <laughs> however, wow. the day before they came to our house, that dog had killed two of the neighbor's dogs. I guess he picked up on the negativity that was going on Ooh. in the household, but before his wife left him with everything and yeah. left him nothing, so... Our father was the same way and uh, realized that uh, it's our positive influence and effect on other people that makes it.
1: Well, you know, um, doing the book in their honor is one thing, which is huge. Mm -hmm. But selfishly, you're using their legacy and those stories that were real to inspire others as if they're still here doing that right, which right. I think is really, really cool, you know, because one thing we can all use more of is inspiration.
2: No, we really can, right. and, and, I'm, and I'm sorry because we're out of time yeah. because we could keep talking about this as well. I mean, there is so much in this show that we could talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll reach
1: out, Tom, and we'll try to reschedule soon so that we can continue this. You right. are an exceptional wonderful.
3: person. Uh, well, um, it's been wonderful to be on with you, too, and I really appreciate your support. Excellent.
2: Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this with us, Tom. We really appreciate it. Have a great night.
3: Bye. Bye bye bye. See ya. Yeah.
2: And I just want to let everyone know it's Regal Lighting Designs with an S dot com and also Tom Herstad Book dot com. If you'd like to get the book, it's Love, Care and Share. And the last name is H E R S T A D and Tom. And what a great show, right? Wonderful. I mean you just left me with a good view. I know. Yes. And thanks, everyone. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye, guys.